you had asked the question, um, what's the difference between like scheduling a Zoom and just sending a PDF? Yeah. And to me, my distinction is how they respond to my lead capture forms. So because I am um, a quirky individual, my lead capture forms have a little bit of quirk to them. And so it's the important stuff, like, do you have a specific date and location in mind? Um, anything else you want to tell me? And there's a message box, but it also asks questions like, who's Michael Scott? Nice. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Uh, today, today I've got a returning guest to the show. Um, she was my guest in episode 44, where we talked about the power of encouragement. So definitely go listen to that one after you listen to uh, today's episode, episode 124. 80 episodes later, she's back and she is a Maddie Maharis. I don't think I said her name yet. Maddie Maharis is my guest today. Uh, she is a wedding photographer based in Tampa, Florida. Uh, she also specializes in uh, church worship photography too, which we talk a little bit about that today. Um, and today we are talking about how you can create a workflow that saves you time and allows you to scale your business. So let's get into today's episode. I've got another returning guest to the show. Um, and I'm excited about this. Uh, Maddie is uh, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite photographers. Um, if you don't follow her, you should, um, because uh, it's just it's just like you're you're a delight. It's it's fun. And and like we have all these fun conversations and the DMs and, and now on TikTok and stuff. Oh Lord, TikTok is stressing me out though. Uh, I'm still trying to to get that. I'm still trying to figure that out. Because uh, like I'll do something, I'm like this is gonna be great, and then it gets a hundred people, like a hundred views. I'm like yeah. all right, and I then mean, on Instagram. Yeah, John, this is hysterical. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're always like commenting on all the things, just all the like laughing emojis and stuff. I'm like, cool. As long as I've got this, as long as I'm entertaining <laughs> Maddie, I'm good. <laughs> if only for one person. You know? Exactly. That's how. That's how all of our content should be. It's just like, yeah. If I'm making this and one person is enjoying it, then like one person can enjoy this this will be this will be great um and then occasionally i get other people who enjoy it too (laughs) that's how i feel about this podcast too i'm like if i can do this podcast and one person gets something out of it then awesome Um, and then whenever i have multiple people uh enjoying Mm -hmm. it i'm like all right cool we got we got two people this week that's amazing and really it's still a new podcast like it's it's still like you're still pretty fresh and i don't know like i've mentioned it before you know i just think it's really admirable you just like continue to push content and you're doing things that you know i I love listening i always learn a lot and you know i think it's great 
Thanks. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, it feels I feel like it's a new podcast some days and then other times I'm like, I've been doing this for almost three years now. Yeah, I feel like it's it's an old podcast. I'm over 100 episodes now. Um, But then I look at. Yeah. I look at other ones that are like, you know, Jenna Kutcher's podcast and like episode 580 something. I'm like, yeah, she's been doing this for a while. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still a baby over here. I think it's like important. Like if we look at our work, like where we were at three years ago, vice where we're at now. And it's like no different in this platform. You know, it's a similar, even a similar media type, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like you were mentioning before we started recording, like this, this setup is different than the last time you were on here. Like this is an upgraded recording studio and there's a fly on my eyebrow. <laughs> For a second, I was like, is there something on my screen? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah do you I ever had... do that when you're editing? It's like you're trying to like spot remove something, but like the something's actually on your screen. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate that whenever like anytime that I'm editing on my laptop, because it'll be, you know, some some dirt from my laptop yeah. case or just from traveling or the airport or whatever. And then I'm like trying to remove something and then I just scroll. I'm like, it was oh. it was on my screen. I just need <laughs> to clean this more often. Yeah. Guilty all the time of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I took like all these notes because I love that you like send out like, hey, this is what we're going to talk about, like oh, or, yeah. like helpful guidance. And so I, I'm like a note taker and I have like my little notebook and I'm like, nice. ready to do this thing. That's awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, let's dive into those notes. Um, okay. Before before we dive into to all the notes in today's episode, um, which I love that. I'm the same. Whenever I'm on another podcast, I'm just like, have all of these notes today i have two um <laughs> i have like two things that i wanted to ask you about but then like those guiding questions i sent uh the other day um but i i love it it's it's great whenever whenever i have notes in front of me i am less likely to run down rabbit trails and just babble um because i have a, a bad habit of doing that um but um but yeah, okay. So, so Maddie, um, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited Ooh. to have you back and get to chat again. Um, it's, it's been, uh, oh, we just looked this up. I think it was September of 2020. Uh, you were on yeah. episode 44, um, which is a great episode, The Power of Encouragement. So, if anyone, if you're new to the podcast um, or you just want to hear more, uh, more of Maddie Maharis, then go on back there to episode 44 after today, um, after this episode. After today. <laughs> and, uh, and check that out is a good one. But yeah, Maddie, how are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, pumped it could be that i'm on like my third iced coffee of the day um or you know i just had a good like one-on-one coaching uh session uh just before like it ended 20 minutes before (laughs) we got on for this podcast so i'm like riding that high of of that and uh and also i'm just doing well because i get to talk to a friend today um yes i'm so excited yeah it's it's fun like I always feel so good after it's like a reminders and like positivity and just like open to new things, you know, I don't know. Oh yeah. It's so important to invest in education like that. Oh yeah. 
yeah i i i agree anytime that i'm doing that i'm just like those reminders to myself as well i'm like hmm I do need to update my portfolio. I do need to update my website and change this thing to put above the fold and, and oh all God. those things. After the podcast the other week with Allie, I was like, Oh, I have like a lot I have to fix. <laughs> like, oh, I know me too. I like, I was making notes going through editing, uh, Allie's podcast. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I have a lot of things that I need to update on my website. Um, which that was, that was, uh, a lot of really good info. And I think she had a freebie for us too. So go check out the show notes for that. Everyone. I think it was one seventeen was her episode um but but yeah okay well i'm a, i'm excited to get into your workflow i know that we've got a lot to talk about so i'm gonna try and um keep myself uh from from running into <laughs> into the fields of all the all the different places but um but yeah maddie give us a little bit of a background for anyone who doesn't uh doesn't know you maybe it's you know it's been a a year and a half uh almost two years almost two years uh since you've been on the podcast uh give us a little background where you're based what you photograph how long you've been doing that all that kind of stuff so i'm from the tampa bay area i do go all over like a lot of us are aiming to do and this year's been like such a blessing with that um I primarily shoot weddings. I do have a team that does family portraits. And then I dabble quite a bit into like the worship photography world for um, my church and then local churches as well. Nice. So primarily weddings. Yeah. Cool. I, I do love those, um, those like worship service uh, photos that you post. Those are always really cool. They, it's very much like concert photography with like yeah. the just the stage lights and like the hands mm-hmm. in the air and that kind of stuff it i think too like you know you can't use flash because it's like really distracting and the reality is like lighting up a big auditorium like that's not like it's not going to happen and when you can photograph in such like a dark situation and like spotty lighting it really teaches you a lot about lighting and like finding you know just a little light in something and how much like a little tiny tiny light makes like a massive difference and it's it's really drug into my emotive part of my wedding photography for sure oh nice yeah 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 like i i feel like that would really um like deepen your understanding yeah. of light and how to use light in photographs and all that but yeah, yeah. Get, let, let's let's unpack that a little bit with like the the emotional side of of your wedding work too because your wedding work is amazing thanks i appreciate that i i think too like i go in to talk about like um throughout the questions and stuff that we prepared for the podcast it talks a lot about like the emotional connection and i i think that we touched a lot on that too last time i was on here um and i think this is just a way to make it more businessy you know like how my workflow is um and i i think too it like fits in with like Allie because she's talking about how like we don't have like lead generation forms on our websites or like call to actions and stuff. And so, you know, none of this will happen without any of that happening first. Oh yeah. You know, even social media posts, like it's where I lack the most is like putting a call to action um, on the social media posts. But same. Yeah. Cause I'm like, who's actually reading all of this yeah. comment? Like, 
after yeah. the 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 see more button like unless yeah. you have the the call to action up there i'm like who's who's actually doing this but whenever i put the call to actions like people people work. actually do read the the yeah. captions <laughs> yeah they definitely work and it's like oh that's why people tell me to do it here i am not doing it <laughs> uh-huh oh yeah yeah it's like learn learn from the the people who like the professionals that are just like, yeah, this is the way to do it. Like this works and sure. It's not mm-hmm. going to work for everyone. Cause there are people that are just going to double tap and scroll all the pretty yeah. photos. Um, and that's, but I, mean, I think that goes back to like, they might not be the right people for you either. If they're not like, yeah. you know, we, we want to put an effort and we want it to be a mutual effort with our clients as bad as that can maybe sound. I mean, it's just honest, like a good mutual relationship in anywhere in your life including like a client-based relationship is really key oh yeah yeah and i i i 100 percent agree uh like the the people who really resonate with your photos and like your ideal clients they're going to read the captions because they're like oh hey maddie posted something else let mm-hmm. me read this um yeah for sure and oh, Michelle asked a question um, by call to action. Do you mean like a click button? Um, so, yeah, like the the call to actions for for captions are like calling them to do some sort of action instead of just like putting up a, you know, so and so's wedding was beautiful. And look at how the light came through these trees. Um, but uh, you could even have that. But then a call to action of like, where's um you know what's what's your dream beach location or something that like ties in gets them to comment gets them to share even like hey uh like i I posted a reel recently that was like um engaged couples you're gonna want to save this and like that kind of uh call to action for them to do some sort of action after just viewing it either you know Mm -hmm. double tap if you love ice cream or something that relates to the post um but uh but calls and I think them. Too, like the saves are really important these days like that's what i've been reading and understanding and so like oh yeah save this for later like i've done it twice and i know i need to do it more but it's a good call to action to be using especially oh, yeah. with like the reels and everything like putting out information for people that are valuable based on our ideal client like you want them to save that you want them to come back and you want them to see you again because the more they see you the more likely they are to be like hey you know what i'm photographer or uh-huh. like whatever else you need oh yeah yeah and the more likely they are like if they save it or if they share it like you can another call to action could be like hey share with a friend who needs this today uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I did one that was just it was just words like there was no lip syncing audio or anything. It was just words and um, it got shared like, I don't know, 30 or 40 times for like 30,000 views. And I was like, this yes. is just like this was it was like semi inspirational. It was like, oh, what was yeah. it? Um, uh, they say money can't buy happiness. Um, but yeah. also my empty bank account does not isn't isn't doing it either and uh, and kind of like that inspirational type deal plus some comedy in there because i have to have the comedy Um, for sure yeah okay so maddie let's get into your workflow i'm very excited i love hearing other photographers workflows and just like seeing like how we do things similarly and also 
you know, I'm maybe coming out of this with some notes uh, myself. Uh, like, oh, I need to do I this hope too. You do. I hope I can pass like yeah. something. Um, oh, I'm sure. I think, though, I think though too, like a lot of us that have been in the industry a while and like you and I, we tend to invest into similar education platforms. And so it might not be anything new for you, but it will be for someone else. And so hopefully, you know, we can... We can do this. Yeah. Um, and it may be uh, reminders for some of us. Of like, yeah. I mean, just like you and I were saying with Allie's episode a few weeks ago, like we both had reminders of like, oh, yeah, I need to do this. Like, I know yeah. I need to do this on my website, but I actually need to, need need to, to physically do, do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like sent that episode to like a lot of my friends. I was like, look at this. This will be good for this person. Check out that. Like, oh, man. Nice. You know, like. I don't know about you, but I noticed myself, like the more I grow in my business owning, I think that's the right word. Yeah. Um, the more I start to have friends that are entrepreneurs or other business owners or just like high up in their businesses that understand, because you, you tend to like go with like-minded people and relate to them more. And so, you know, it was a lot to be able to share. And so thanks, Allie. Yeah. Um, but so basically when you get done with Allie's part, you get a lead that comes in and I know there's like a lot of, um, conflicting things about this. And a lot of people say immediately send a video once you get a lead in, um, and stuff like that. And I, I do send videos. I feel like that's helpful, but I don't do it right away because sometimes you don't know the number. Like my number is on my website, but when they fill out the inquiry form, maybe it came from, you know, my link tree on, um, Instagram or a different page on my website that doesn't have my phone number on it. And so I don't just want these people to think someone's sending me this random video. And I don't know if that's like coming from like, on like having experienced many years ago in online dating, like the weird right. things that come to me. You, you do like, not want to click on those videos that you yeah. don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, or someone, some random number FaceTiming you, like you don't know. And so I send a text right away. Um, and I also have in there like, their preferred contact method. And I haven't maybe two years gotten anyone that says their preferred contact method is not text messaging. So I immediately send a text. It's just like, Hey, congratulations. And like, you know, I'm like a whole ball of energy. And so there's like a lot of exclamation marks and like capitalized things. And Oh yeah. I All the things that like English class in a high school told us not to do. Not to do. Yeah. That's, that's what like my texts and my emails. Role. Oh yeah. Even the business world, like that's changing. I, I do notice a change as like generation Z's scooping up into the business world and stuff. Um, but I'm just like, you know what, this is what you're going to get. So like, I'm just going to go out the gate with it. Um, and so I text them and I just say, congratulations. And I introduce myself and I say, Hey, I got your email. Congratulations. Just wanted to reach out. And then when they respond, I send a video back. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love 
about Freedom Edits other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. You had asked the question, um, what's the difference between like scheduling a Zoom and just sending a PDF? Yeah. And to me, my distinction is how they respond to my lead capture forms. So because I am um, a quirky individual, my lead capture forms have a little bit of quirk to them. And so it's the important stuff like, do you have a specific date and location in mind? Um, anything else you want to tell me? And there's a message box, but it also asks questions like, who's Michael Scott? Nice. Um, and it used to be Will Smith and it was wrong answers only. And then like the whole thing happened. I was like, I'm probably going to like take this off because I'm not going to start a problem before there is one. Um, mm. So, and like favorite ice cream flavors. Cause I mean, who doesn't like ice cream? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Even if they're like, I'm lactose intolerant, but I love this. Oh, I, I was going to say so gelato, many, but that's also dairy. <laughs> but there's so many like vegan ice cream options now. Like there I'm are. not vegan, I'm vegetarian, but I pay attention to that kind of stuff often. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be a shameless plug without telling people that I don't eat meat because that's what we do. You know, vegan, you, you tell people if you do grass, you, you tell to. people. <laughs> it is part of the vegan religion, I think. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm slightly out of there because I do love dairy um, and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, I think that's how I make the distinction. Like if they just fill out the basic things and are like, just looking for pricing, you know, I don't, I don't want to discredit anyone or write someone off that they're not my client because you don't know. And for me, um, I, you know, English is my second language. And so I get a lot of inquiries from Greek people because they know I'm Greek and the community, but they don't always understand what I'm asking. Um, in, in those. And so, and I don't want someone to feel like they're not a good client or they're not worthy of me because that isn't the case. Like I wouldn't have a business without my clients. And so, but if they don't answer things, I just send them a PDF guide. Um, and then I say, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out. Here's the PDF. Um, I would love to hop on a call with you if you're available. And I kind of leave it at that. And then they make the decision if it's right or not. And sometimes those price shoppers end up being the most amazing clients. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that, we talk about price shopping like it's a bad thing in our industry, but you know, treating everyone with respect, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, and like, think yeah. of yourself as a customer, as a consumer of like looking for any yeah. sort of, uh, you know, service industry, something like you, know, you go into a restaurant, even like I'm going to look for the prices 
Um, wow. I'm also going to look for what I want because uh, that I mean, the other day we went to this amazing Cajun restaurant in, in Austin and I was looking at the prices and I was like, OK, well, these are the cheaper ones. But then the one that I really wanted was one of those expensive ones. And I was like, now that sounds amazing right now. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah. like price is what we've just kind of been trained to look for. So a lot of people, they're not coming at you like, you know, price shoppers as we like to, you know, downgrade yeah. them to. Um, but they're just like, I don't know what to look for in a photographer so i'm just gonna ask for price that's all i know what to do agreed and for me like my pricing guide is set up really strategically so like you know obviously we talk about a lot my work's really really emotionally based and so everything starts out with emotion in there like that's what i want to do and i feel like you know we've talked about a lot like you and i have both done ben hartley's stuff and um without giving away all of his awesome mojo, you know, that we all invest into and that he's worked hard for um, creating. I think like, it's important to just say like, let's connect first with our client and then bring in all of that stuff. And so, you know, I put them in what I call an emotional box. I know that the Ben's talk about it in a different way. Um, But you know, that, that goes into it. So like I send them the zoom video, I talk about my goodies that was like not the right way to say that. <laughs> Talk about what I offer as, as a business and what my business is. <laughs> right there. Okay, so that's that's um, gonna yeah, be so, well, the intro for this episode. It's just you know, talking about the goodies. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm all about the epic fails. So that's the number one today. I'm sure there's gonna be more. Um so you know when we when I send them a video via text and then we schedule the zoom call um, or I send them the PDF and then they want to call. I don't go right off the bat just saying, all right, well, here's my packages and give me all your money. Cause like that's awkward. And I'm not a salesperson. I don't like being a salesperson. And I even had a call, I don't know, a few months ago. And she was like, well, I'm in sales. And she's like, asked me like, what, what, um, what is it that makes you so special? Like, that's what she put. And I know that's what she said. And I know that in the sales world that that works really well, but I feel like for photography, especially, um, it's a very emotional vibe, you know, Mm. like this is a big deal, whether parents are on the call with them or they're like really in love and they're doing this. And that's what we have to tap into. That's, that's how all of this works well. And so that being said, you know, like I want to know about them, I don't want to know about their wedding day. I mean, I do, but that that's a given and that comes in time. Like, I want to know what their love language is. I want to know how they connected, how they met. Like, I have a client pretty recently that myself and our videography partners, um, they work together. And basically, he like was like, yo, girl. And she was feeling the same way, but didn't say anything. And she waited till she got on an elevator and the elevator was closing. And she basically told him it's reciprocated and that she wasn't mad about it. And I was like, this is the best love story. And so we talked about for their engagement pictures, we're going to incorporate that. We're going to put them in an elevator and like let that elevator close. Cause like, and that's super cool and artistic and it makes it unique and no one else can do that because it's their love story and it's my mindset. And so none of that would have been developed had we had not put them in this emotional box yes. and 
know, um, Ben mentions in one of his lives that he did for people um, on Facebook, he talks about how um, you need to ask them where they see, like what they see in these pictures in X, Y, and Z years from now. And, you know, my clients, they cry a lot of times when I ask them that. And I was like, all right, so um, this is really weird, but I want you to go ahead and close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself sitting on your couch in 10 years, you know, with your spouse and your kids potentially and whomever else is there. Like, what do you see? Like, what do you see in that? And then that's when I build it and I get excited and I get to relate to that and I get to tell them what's in my mind about that. And I know some photographers, um, and it it works for some, it just doesn't work for my business structure. Like I tell them flat out, like, this is what I see in my vision. And if they don't book me, then it wasn't right. And that's okay. But they're going to have some magical moment. And if they take it with them to the next photographer and tell them they want that, then Mm -hmm. I still did a service to them. And that's really, really important. It's more about like what I can give to them than anything. Yeah. For me. And I love that, that it's, it's all about them. It's them over booking like it's it's about them if you can give them that moment and that like you know because that's that's a lot i i wish that that i had had that as an engaged couple like to just look forward what is it going to be like at our 10th anniversary which is coming up in january and this is not what i would have seen like i would have been like we'll probably have like a baby um but yeah we're we're going to have an eight year old at our, at our second or our 10th anniversary. And, um, and like things are going to look differently, but that would have been like a really sweet moment to have just envisioning because, you know, wedding planning, you're all, you're, you're all over everything. You got the Pinterest boards, you got your giant book of all the different invitations. Yeah. All the things. And you're just like, yeah, there's a lot of stress in the moment and taking that moment to close your eyes, get past all the stress and get to what is this going to look like when you're looking through your wedding album on your 10th anniversary mm-hmm. or your fifth or yeah. your second you know, or whatever. I didn't have that either. And I, I eloped and then my parents. So I said, we're Greek. Um, my ex-husband and I were out of the state and out of the country um in the military and they planned the whole wedding it was like literally my big fat greek wedding i didn't even know how many people that showed up i didn't know my (laughs) photographer i still couldn't tell you their names and like but they inspired me to get into the industry because like even now that we're divorced um my son still looks at these like now that he's getting a little older he's like looking at video games but regardless like it was there and it was memories and like there's still times like my sister and i'll be like remember when x y and z flipped out of their chair and da, 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 like all the fun stuff like it, it it doesn't for me it didn't take away you know yeah. from it and well having the album is really critical to me because although that season of my life ended it was still a massive part of my life and i have my son from that season and so you know like i'm really really blessed that like knock on wood like i have a really good track record my clients are not getting divorced <laughs> but you know um, it's not a fun thing to talk about on a wedding podcast so here we are (laughs) yeah hey but it's real and like that's that's what we need to talk about is is real stuff um yeah and i mean those moments really really are still important to me like all all these years later i mean it's been like gosh it was 2008 when we got married so yeah you know in our industry, just the way our industry has grown, it's giving us the ability to have these conversations and put people in these emotional boxes that 
you know, I, I like not to be too political, but I, I think like the awareness on mental health even adds this to it. And the stress from wedding planning can take a toll on a couple and just saying like, let's calm down and talk about where you're going to be 10 years from now. It's like a happy thing in the middle of like a stressful wedding planning. And exactly. um, I think it really, helps. and, and the booking ratio from doing that is like, Oh yeah. Cause that's, I mean, it's showing that you care about them and you're not just like, mm -hmm. Hey, here's my prices. Here's what I can do for you. Um, you know, we'll figure out like your wedding timeline and stuff yeah. as we go on and, and treating them more of like, you're just another booking. Like you're, you're another December couple and, mm -hmm. uh, and filling up the calendar, but you're wanting to spend that time and create that bond with them and also create a deeper bond, uh, of them with each other. Cause maybe they Heather. haven't sat down and thought about that and what life was so going to look like. That actually happened kind of recently. Actually, oh, cool. I got hired to do, um, a surprise engagement session and I asked them in the middle of the session, um, can you tell each other what made you fall in love with each other? Like when you knew, and mm -hmm. I can't remember which person in the couple was like, I didn't know that. And I was just like, behind my camera like a baby right yeah oh yeah <laughs> well and it was like wow this like really worked you know like it, it i know that it brings out emotion but like the fact that it brought out something in them was like wow this is it was really cool to witness and be a part of and the pictures reflect that and um you know i, I think that really helps and i think waiting to talk about the pricing like let's build that connection and it Pricing is like dirty to talk about, you know, it's like hard sometimes. And, mm -hmm. and I'm a little bit more expensive than some people and I'm a, some cheaper than some people, but like, you know, it's weird to know where you fit in in the market and it's weird to know where you fit in based on who they're talking to. And so like, I could be about to drop a bomb on them and it's much less of a bomb because they're like, gosh, like we're like crying in this meeting together and we haven't even hired this person yet. Like imagine what our wedding day is going to be like. And yeah the fact that I feel more connected with them, I'm easier to say, all right, like, so now the not fun part, like, let's talk about this. And yeah. now, now and the I, business I really, side of this conversation. Yeah. And exactly. And I tell them, I was like, this is so cool. I was like, this is how I feel. We can capture this. This is what we can do. And then I take them through my wedding guide and I'm doing this like on the zoom with them. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and send you a link now that we've talked about this. And then it's like a hidden link on my website. So you can't access it just from going and looking at investments. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that comes afterwards. And I send it during the call because I think that, and, and like I said, um, I will send it sometimes if, if they look like price shoppers, so to speak. Right. Um, but that's when I send it and I say, all right, you know, like we've gotten through the initial call you see on here. Um, we've gotten through like planning this. I was like, if you can go ahead and scroll down, I was like, now it's time to talk about your wedding day and we can go ahead and talk about packages from there. And so then they tell me a little bit about what they're planning. And I tell them, Hey, this, and, and it's in this guide as well. Like things that you don't expect that take time on your wedding day. And it's just like, here, take this for free because you're going to need to know it regardless of who you're hiring. Cause the last thing you want is to have missed moments. I don't want my, anyone having that regardless. If they've reached out to me, they have yeah. some sort of, emotional connection with my work. And so whatever I can do, you know, and so we talk about a timeline super briefly. And I tell them, you know, later on in our process, which I'll go over with you guys too. Um, 
we'll go through timeline stuff. But, you know, in general, it sounds like you need about eight hours. And then I tell people you can't downgrade, but you can always upgrade. So if they're on the brink of like, wow, you're like, your starting price is 4,200. Um, and that's at the top of our budget. And I said, well, let's just go ahead. If you guys want to move forward, you know, like I would be honored to, and we will figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I tell them like in our timeline call, if we need more hours, then great, but I'm going to do my best to book your timeline on the appropriate hours. And if we can't do it, then we will work through it. Yeah. And you know, th- as bad as it sounds like the money that they've already spent, it's not, it's just gone. Like it's an afterthought. Like, okay, well, we budgeted $4,200. We've already paid a $1,000 retainer. You know, like at this point, what's another $1,000? Like we want all this covered. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, as bad as it sounds, it is. It's just a business fact. Like, yeah, money yes. spent, money gone. Splitting up the, like, that's why I like to do um, upselling to albums and things mm-hmm. later yeah. on and like upgrades and instead of whenever they book being like, all right, we're going to, you know, this is the price for like a 12 by 12 with 50 pages and like all these upgrades and things, because that adds a lot to their initial wedding package. Mm -hmm. And And then that sticker shock. Yeah. It, it Mm -hmm. scares them. They're like, Oh, this is more than we were planning. But if you can get them like a eight by eight, 20 pages, it's not that much. And then later on, we can talk about upgrading and then then they're like, oh, yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. Like that's that's worth it because they're not thinking yeah. of the entire thing altogether. They're just looking at that individual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's great. And I, I don't do it in a way that's like blindsiding because I know there's a lot of people that um, do bait and switch and that gives right. me anxiety. And yes. so I. I asked them part of like their emotional box that I put them in. Like I asked like, where, where in your home do you see these photos? Like, what do you see? And a lot of them are like an album or whatever. And it's on our website that we offer it. So it's there and people bring it up. And then I, I take over from them bringing it up, if that makes sense. And so I, you know, we'll tell them, I was like, you know, we, we are full service studio. So, you know, we want you to come back in for your image reveal. That's really important to us because one, I want to see you guys again. Like it's exciting. And I want to hear how you feel about like your wedding day and how it went afterwards. And I want you guys to be together when you have your pictures, because it makes a difference between scrolling on your phone in the middle of work. You know, like one of my clients was a teacher and she's like, I'm just so excited. I'm like trying to scroll them in, in between teaching. And I'm just like, no, yeah, you know? don't don't do that. Like it yeah. it, it means and so I'm much glad more. Right. I'm yeah. glad that they're excited. There's something about like a date night, you know, like and I tell them like make it a date night when you come in. Like I bring in a charcuterie board or like something similar for them and I flip off the lights and the TV's on and like I let them relive it through a slideshow and then, you know, I bring up like let me back up. I'm getting so excited. Um, I'm going into my IBS stuff and I'm not there yet. Um, okay. So I go through and they see that I offer products and then we talk about packages and, you know, I tell them like no pressure. Um, and I tell them about what a first right of refusal is if they seem really interested. And I tell them like, Hey, like you guys don't need to have this conversation with me on the, you know, on the zoom with you or on the phone with you or whatever. Like, I would definitely be honored to be your photographer. And I tell them like why we connected. Like I bring up the points and I take notes and I tell them like, if I'm looking down or whatever, like I'm here with my pen taking notes. Right. And 
you know, I tell them like, look over this. And if you want, like, I can go ahead and put a tentative hold on the date for you guys. And you can just let me know um, if you want to move forward or not. And it gives you another contact with them, you know, which I think is important. And then if another date comes in, you know, they have 24 hours to book or not and to move forward. And my clients tend to really like that. And, you know, if we're connecting, there's no reason not to just offer it for them. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I agree. There's like oh. that ease of it doesn't feel so salesy when it's like, mm-hmm. you know, book now or you're going like you're you're never going to have this offer again. And then they're just like yeah, pressured correct. into booking and then maybe they got, you know, it, it was over their price range and they couldn't actually afford you or maybe they were like, I don't know. And then they don't feel um, secure. They don't feel like confident in. Uh, the choice that they made because they were pressured into it, but giving them that like, Hey, you got 24 hours to think about this. Like go, go have dinner tonight, chat about it, you know, look at what you can do and then we'll chat again tomorrow or, you know, however many hours you want to give them uh, to, to like have that first dibs. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you know, for me, like until the other date is filled, like the date's still there. So, you know, obviously as photographers, we get anxious and we want to book and we want to know what's going on. Um, But also they could be the most amazing client and they just needed a few days to really go over things. And I want to give them the opportunity. And once someone else inquires for their date, like then, yeah, like, sorry, it's only 24 hours, but until then, like the date's not full, then the date's not full. Like why write somebody off, you know? Right. I don't think that's fair. And, um, you know, I know that a lot of people don't do this either. And I know that sometimes I leave profit on the table by doing this, but, um, any, any wedding package that is six hours or more, um, I always include a second photographer. I think it's safety. Um, I think that it allows different angles. And for me, like my associate, she can get the safe shots and I can start getting creative and I can take creative shots which then in turn becomes safe shots because I'm so used to doing them. I I can do it all in once. And that gives me that freedom. And, you know, God forbid things happen. Like I, I do some dumb stuff at weddings to get the shot. Like it, and I have broken equipment at weddings and that's why I carry extra or I have to run home and there's someone there with me to cover everything. And, you know, um, I tell my couples, like if we divide and conquer, you have less coverage hours, you know, like you have to purchase less and, um, I only do that when they're on the brink of things so like, well, what if we just want one photographer? And I said, well, you're actually going to have to have more hours, which costs more money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just being Cause it's, exactly. Cause y'all can take the photos at the same time, you know, yeah. do that mm-hmm. very often. You know, if the couple decides not to do a first look, then we can split and do, mm-hmm. you know, separate wedding yeah. party photos with, with, exactly. with each side at the same time. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And that's also, again, showing them one, uh, you're a professional, you know what you're talking about because you can tell them like, Oh no, two photographers mm-hmm. is going to give you this. It, you know, if you mm-hmm. only have one, you're going to need more hours. Like, you know what you're talking about, but you're also trying to give them the best possible, um, yeah. package, the best, uh, uh 
collection, whatever that they that they need for their wedding. And you're not just like trying to upsell them like, oh, no, you need three photographers for sure to get all these angles and like all that. You need to pay this extra coverage. You need 12 hours. I need to be there when you wake up. Um, For real talk, Greek weddings, a lot of them need like it's like an hour and a half long ceremony. There's like a lot of things that are going on. But but, yes, you know, I want to do what's best for them. Um, And that doesn't mean like going back on my business practices or like not standing up for what I believe in because my prices are my prices. Like, you know, that's all there is to it. It's between 4,200 and all the way up to 1150 plus albums and whatever else that they're going to spend. But like, I want to be real with them. And, you know, like when I was telling you that person that had asked me like, well, what makes you different kind of thing? Like what makes you so special? And I told them, I was like, you, what you see is what you get. Like, there's no bait and switch. There's no X, Y, and Z. And you know, like, and I told her like, I get that you're in sales. And I think that's amazing. Like I don't have it in me. I can't do it. You Mm -hmm. know, there was a lot of other things that happened in that conversation that led me to know that they weren't the right, we weren't the right fit for one another, but I, I got a lot out of that. You know, yeah. if that makes sense. But oh yeah, uh, I know that a lot of I leave profit on the table by including engagement sessions in second shooters. Um, but if they're spending over five thousand dollars with me, I want them to have all these things. And furthermore, like I give very interesting direction. <laughs> like I have really weird things. Like you know, at creative, I got to teach posing, but posing was way more than just stand here and do this. Like right. it was prompts. It was not just angles. It it was so much more. And so you know, it it isn't for everyone. And so I wanted to make sure my clients see how I coach them into the emotion, and that they have to be comfortable with that too. Because if you're not like I'm not uncomfortable. Like I don't do uncomfortable PDF things, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I think it's beautiful when photographers do. Um, I, I just don't like, I typically don't put clients in certain positions, um, but they are together. And like, I, I tell them all the time and I joke, I was like, I have a rule and the rules, two points of contact. Like you two love each other. Like you're starting a life together. Like if you're touching someone else in two places, like just holding hands is beautiful, but holding hands and like wrapping their arm around the other arm, like that brings you close. Like there's a special intimacy that's in there. And, um, and so like they see that at the engagement session and it builds more value for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me understand them as a couple more. And if I can start to learn, like when they look at each other a certain way, they're going to kiss in like two seconds. I know what's going to happen when they're dancing together at the reception. And I know something's going to be awesome. And if I can see it start to happen, I get the safe shot and then I move on. And I know that there's another kiss that's going to happen, but there's this epic chandelier. And now I have like a ladder out and I'm climbing up and they're kissing under the chandelier. And it's just like magical reflection. And it's like, woo! it just like, turns into something that goes from like really nice to something like, Oh my gosh, that's my love. That's my wedding. Like that's, that's it. And so I feel like doing all of this and learning these things makes a big difference. And so additionally to all this, when they book me, I send out what I call a client resource guide or a client resource portal. And like their portal has all their contracts. It has, I have a client wardrobe for the women if they want to use some of our gowns because they also have a portrait studio. And so they're able to use those. And, um, you know, if they're spending a hundred dollars on a gown, that's two spreads 
in a wedding album. So like, yeah, I'd rather than have the wedding album. Exactly. Yeah. Plus so, they, they could have, you know, seen some of your other photos and been like, Oh man, I love the dress that she was wearing. It was like, I actually have that like, one for you. It's right here. <laughs> yeah. And again, going through the, the wardrobe consultation with them, like, I don't care what they wear, but I want to be there to help them if they have questions, because I even freak out picking out wardrobe for my own pictures. Like, Oh yeah. I'm so bad about it. And I like walk all my clients through, but next thing you know, I have 20 Amazon orders and like my entire closet is sitting on my bed for me and my child. And I'm like, there's only two of us and a dog. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. So and it's, you know, it's that something helps. that like that, is that added value that sets you mm-hmm. apart. Like whenever they're chatting oh. with other photographers, you giving all this extra value and attention and care to them is going to set you apart from the photographers mm-hmm. who are just like, Hey, your engagement session is next Tuesday. Show up at this time. And, yeah. and that's all that they give. For sure. And like, I even go further and I, I offer them boards that have guidance as well. And so that takes a little nice. bit of pressure off of me um, because sometimes they can use that as a reference, you know, instead of like whatever, but I, I like helping. So it, it doesn't matter, but it's like one more thing that they have on their own to be able to help them. Um, and they're really well organized and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's like a little bit of the thing I keep to myself and um but I think it really helps. And then we have the engagement session and I do sneak peeks and I know like that's part of my workflow. So, um, I, the way I do sneak peeks for my engagement session is the same way I do them for the weddings. And so I'll, when I get to that part, I'll like, just know that it's one in the same, but I don't want to like cool. skip ahead cause it can get confusing. Even right, though yeah, I've yeah. already like, you know, so, um, on top of that, like, I send out, so I'm like a big questionnaire person, you know, I have like extra questions on my inquiry forms Mm. and depending on the type of wedding and the type of client. So like some clients are really ahead in the planning process and like really type a, and they like lists and they like being ahead of the game. So I send their, or if it's like a massive wedding and they have a lot to think about on things that go in this questionnaire, I will um, send it out 12 weeks out. And so 12 weeks from their wedding and throughout the wedding process, I'll like send them little reminders like, Hey, have you checked our board for date night ideas? Like make sure you guys are going on a date or like I'll send them a random gift card to go like do something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so anywhere between eight to 12 weeks out, I send out a really, really thorough questionnaire. Um, a lot of what prompted me to change my questionnaire and make it even more thorough than it was, was two man. They, they had like a, I don't remember if it was in their course or like, what it was, but they talked about their questionnaires pretty thoroughly. And I was like, these are some really cool things um, that I didn't include that I wanted there. Yeah. It Um, builds extra connection mm -hmm. that you can, because you can like send questionnaires all the time, but if you're not like reading back through those and learning about your couples, they're useless. Cause I used to send out a questionnaire and like ask about favorite things and stuff. And then I realized I wasn't actually going back through and and taking that information so then i they would mention something about like you know their favorite tv show or something and i hadn't read that so then uh it wasn't building any 
any more connection. So yeah, yeah I so also love in, questionnaires. In my questionnaire, um, not only does it have those types of things, mm-hmm. um, it also has everything I need to create a timeline. Nice. And it's all in one. And I tell them like, hey, it's a lot. Take your time going through it as long as I have it like four weeks out. So we can get on another call and go through this together yeah. and then like work work through it. And in this questionnaire, like sometimes you don't know how important things are to them. And this is the way like we get to show like, you know, unfortunately we shoot weddings and I'm sure you have two or the parent has passed away. And so there's like something really important to commemorate and you might've missed it because mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, or it's an awkward situation. Like you say, all right, dad. And then dad's not there. Right. And like, if it's fresh, that makes it 20 times worse. And like, that is, that's not what you want to do. And so I think, it's just one final check-in. And, um, I think the timeline consulting, like that's what we call it. Um, a lot of our clients work with wedding planners too. So like, we're just filling in the gaps Mm -hmm. of the wedding planners timelines. And, you know, here we have, we work together, you know what I mean? So at least there's that too. Like most of the planners know, have, have you done your questionnaire yet? And I send it to the planner and it's just another thing. Like they have this and you're servicing, someone else in the industry that's another vendor like oh the photographer sent me this questionnaire like all the stuff's super helpful that helps build another connection you know and the that is like really really important you want those type of people you want frienders like, oh yeah you want to build that and so yeah i mean there's a, a a wedding planner here in town that like we've worked together enough and she knows that i send out those questionnaires that before she starts putting together her timeline she'll just email me and be like hey um, I know you've already got all the pre-ceremony timeline put together just based on working with you in the past. Mm-hmm. Could you send that over to me and then I'll work on like post-ceremony through the reception. And it's just, it's an easy thing for both of us to where we're not, you know, the, uh, the, all the frienders, we're not doing double work. Um, but also it makes yeah. it easier for the couple too. Uh, yeah, for sure. And you know, like, there are people at their wedding and I, and I'm sure you've experienced this. I feel like everyone, I keep like moving towards the mic that I don't need anymore now. So I'm like, um, I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in everything on their wedding day, especially during formals. Cause it's like tends to be like the most stressful part and you're moving a bunch of people and you forget in the moment. And so like being able to like pull up the client portal and scroll through your phone or like print, have it printed out and like, you can start calling people by name and that really helps. And the last thing you want is like, oh man, we forgot to get a picture of X, Y, and Z. Like we're only human. We're going a million miles an hour in a million directions on wedding day. Like, and having that helps. And then there's just, sometimes there's really important guests that are not in the wedding party that you want pictures of, or, you know, whatever. Like I, this wedding I had last Saturday, she had her grandmother's fan and this fan was like over a hundred years old. Oh, wow. And it was like really important. And so because I knew that, like, I wasn't sure how we could incorporate it on the wedding day because everything was air conditioned and be weird. Right. You know, but I was able to put the flowers in one part of the flat lay and the fan in another and like all the jewelry. And there was like some jewelry from her too. And it was, it was an easy way to help map out the day. And the way I use my client management system, I can update it live. So if we're running behind, I can step aside for a second and like, just say, Hey, like formals are now at X, Y, and Z or first look is 10 minutes later. And anyone, you know, can just pull it up and see like, this is where we're at in the timeline. Mm. And I fill in the shot list and everything like that. And I think it really, really helps the clients. Um, 
feel comfortable and confident that we're going to capture things. And the parents too, cause you know, like, did you get that? And I'm like, Hey, it looks like we checked it off our list. Like, yep. We're all good. It's listed right here. Like good to go. You know? Nice. Yeah. What, yeah. um, what, uh, client management system do you use? So I use an old school one that no one really likes me. Okay. <laughs> I use 17 hats. Um, 17 hats is great. Yeah. I, it's a I solid love it. platform. I, I know. And I, I know people like Honeybook and like shoot proof and like all of that, like is what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love 17 hats. I love that there's like a welcome message and that's where I put the logistics. I put addresses, I put people like phone numbers, everything that way anyone can pull it up right then and there. And I put it in the welcome message. And what the best part about what I have found, um, with 17 hats is you can lock everything else. So like no guests, we're like, even if they don't hire our videography team and there's like another videography team, they don't need to know what they paid for us because right. it can cause problems. Yeah. And so I can close all of that off from the client portal that day. Yeah. And That's so cool. all, yeah, everyone sees the timeline and it's taken. And you know what else I learned? You can embed gifts in there. So like when I send their gallery, it's I Love Lucy spraying champagne. Nice. And I'm just like, That's the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, thanks 17 hats it it works really well for me nice yeah so yep okay that's awesome yeah and if anyone like wants to comment and stuff i can kind of show them a little bit um without giving too much away you know uh kind of how it works and and on top of that like in the client resource guide i show example timelines of six eight and ten hours so they can kind of see you know, as it's getting close and we work through our call and I just say, there's no way to squeeze X, Y, and Z in there. Like we either give up this or we add hours. Like they can get ready for that by having those resources ahead of time and seeing what's covered. And a lot of my clients have really, really liked that because they've gone on to book other vendors too. And they know hair and makeup needs to happen three hours before, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, Oh man, we already knew that. And I didn't realize how, how well that worked out until recently. And so I'm like, yeah, that's so cool that that's in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not only, um, helping you get prepared, but it's also helping them get prepared, um, yeah. as they're working with other vendors. Cause that's, that's something yeah. that like, uh, every now and then I'll have someone that's just like, Oh yeah, we're just looking for like five or six hours. And then we start talking and then they're wanting this and they're wanting to do a first look and they're wanting to do this private thing. And they're wanting us to stay through the end of the send off. And I'm like, yeah, five or six hours is not going to not going to cut. But like having those um, those timelines that they can go through and see like six hours, what does that normally look like? And then they can they can see, oh, yeah, this is not going to work for our wedding. We need at least eight or we're going to need 12 or whatever. Um, that's that's super yeah. helpful. And I, I also something we I've started to do with my clients is like, you know, sometimes we stage the send offs. Mm-hmm. And I try to get my clients away from saying that word staged because like we don't want anything on your wedding day to be fake. And so um, actually our youth pastor here, his wedding, instead of doing the send off, we did like a welcome back from their golden hour portraits and everyone lined up. And I know people are like worried in general, like if we do a fake send off, people are going to leave. And I'm like, not if you structure it right. Not if the DJ and you communicate. And that's again, where this client portal comes in handy because I send it to the DJ too. And I'm like, how does this work? Can I have your part of the reception timeline? Can I put it in here? So it's all in one place. And again, building more rapport. And so, um, I say, well, why don't we welcome you back in with these sparklers? And I can put them at the end of your album 
Mm-hmm. But you're coming back in and then everyone walks back in and it's like fun and they're like laughing and they're having togetherness because they were just holding fireworks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. how how are you not smiling after holding sparklers? <laughs> Correct. Like, and you know, wedding sparklers are like three times the size. So it's like extra fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I love that. Big, yeah. Yeah. The biggest part of my workflow too, and I think the thing that like really helps me and my clients love is like, we all know that they're going to immediately want to change their Facebook name and Instagram name and picture. And I want them, I don't like, and I joke with them like selfishly, I don't want you using a cell phone picture. You guys paid so much money. You deserve to have mine. And I know a lot of photographers like, no, don't do sneak peeks, but I love them. Yeah. And I'm paranoid. So I back everything up that night. If it's three in the morning, I'm backing things up until five in the morning. Yep. And so I have this system. I learned it when I was shooting Canon, but now I'm on Sony. Um, but I got to translate it over. So Canon on the back has a star on the back of their menus. And that's a rating, just like you rate images in Lightroom. And I know you use freedom edits too, right? Uh-huh. So like you can send in reference images. And so this is like probably my favorite part to share about my whole workflow. Okay, cool. So everyone, listen up right now. Get back, get get your pins out. I rate the photos in the camera. If I'm doing flat lays, I have time. I rate it right then and there. If it's action happening when I sit down to eat, I I have not met a photographer that hasn't scrolled through their pictures while they're eating. Like, right. You know, so I scroll through and I know in my head, all right, this happened about this time. And I go through and I rate it. And I do two stars. I do that particularly because I can accidentally hit my camera and it like knock a one star rating, but two stars is like intentional. And Mm -hmm. I know I did that. Um, and so I do that now with my Sony, I just created a custom function rating button. And so it's like my custom function three right in the top corner. And I just boom, boom, and I'm done. And when you import it into Lightroom, I just sort by rating. I edit those with my preset. And those are also the previews. And that was, I know a question you asked, like, what do you pick? Like, what do you, how do you know what to do? Mm -hmm. And one, I've gotten to know the couple so well by then I know what they're going to love and what they want displayed Yeah. mixed with, I know what I composed well and what just came out as like that epic money shot. Cause there's always like one or two epic money shots Mm -hmm. from the wedding. And so the minute I put them into Lightroom, I only apply my preset to those and I edit those and that's it. And they're already, you know, the sample image, the reference images for freedom. Yeah. So that's perfect. That's, that's, yeah. I love the, the rating in camera because there are those moments throughout the day that you're just like, oh, this is going to be that's amazing. It. Like this already looks good mm-hmm. in the back of the camera. It's going to be so exactly. great. Yeah. And just doing a quick rating right then mm-hmm. would save so much time culling through later yes. on at 2 a.m. as you're backing everything up yeah. and trying and to get those. I know you're one of those Fuji people, but I'm sure that there's a way. There is absolutely a yeah, way. Fuji yeah. too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, all jokes I, aside, they're all great camera systems. They but, are. You know, yes. Yeah. 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 Every, um, everyone's got to good. Yeah. And my clients love it. And, you know, now I'm like making a reel right away and I'm posting it. And then I post like the next morning, um, a preview on Facebook so they can save the images and they're just mm-hmm. like stoked, you know, and it's covering two platforms. And then when I make reels, I save it without audio and I put that sucker in TikTok, and then I find the audio and then boom, it's there, which I'm getting bad about, but to cap, like to go even further than that. And this, this is where I struggle the most, but 
even though I'm literally preparing myself for it, I don't always do it. Mm -hmm. But those images that we use for the sneak peeks and stuff, I already, when I export them, I export them twice in um, 72 resolution and the proper sizing for blogs. Because they're already the money shots from the wedding and it's already done. And the times that I'm able to get the blog ready for the clients, I schedule the post to happen during their um, image reveal. And so they walk out and now they can pick up and read all about their wedding day. Nice. And it's there. And then they share it right away before they even download the pictures. Yeah. So it's like all fresh. And then you want that SEO to your blog. So, and it, and that is where I lack, like I'm, I'm, I need to be preaching to myself too, because I, I even load them into WordPress and then it's just like blog coming soon. Uh -huh. like, I've got, so, I've got a few of those right now that are in draft yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yep. I need to spend a day and just like, finalize all those but yeah i i love that um you have all that set up to where it's uh like creating multiple forms of content with the mm -hmm. same content and you're yeah. not like okay well i have to do a reel with um these photos so let me export these and then size them correctly and all that and airdrop them to my phone or whatever it's you know you i'm a big airdropper though real talk it's like my favorite thing it's <laughs> it's so easy uh yeah. but yeah like that's that's great that you can have like the the sneak peek images and create a reel out of that and a blog post and have all of that all from rating on your camera mm -hmm. uh in yeah real time. and you know like when we get things back from freedom we practically don't have to do anything right like it's so nice but if we see stuff you can just add it to the blog or like you have an, another piece of content but oh, yeah. it's already there like at least you have good content like you have the venue a picture of the venue because that's important for the planner and the venue and it helps that relationship and it helps them because you're tag you know you're doing external links to to them and like it's already there. If you want to add extra, you just add extra. Like yeah. it takes a lot of pressure off. Plus that's helpful for SEO rankings whenever you add extra, because then Google's like, Oh wait, Hey, there's something new on this mm -hmm. blog post. Let me crawl it. It's, yeah. it's fresh content. Let's uh, let's, let's bump it up a little bit in the ratings. Yeah. Uh, and it's exciting. Like, yeah, it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm coming in for my image reveal, but Oh, there's a blog too. Like, and then they, again, they share it. Like, that's what you want. You want people to go on and you want people to read it and you want people to stay there. Yep. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my workflow. Awesome. That is, that is great. There's so much in there. I know we were talking about, you know, taking notes and everything in Allie's episode and like for our website. And I feel like I'm going to be taking a lot of notes going back through uh your workflow and just like oh yeah i need to do this like i love the the rating in the camera that's already something that i'm like yeah i need to set up one of my function buttons to just mm -hmm. be a quick rating because there are so many times during the day because uh, i like to do uh same day sneak peeks during the reception mm -hmm. and yeah. i have to it's going to be so, easy, gonna be so easy if i'm rating those during the day that whenever mm -hmm. i sit down and i'm eating and i have that importing into yeah. Lightroom, I can just import all the ones that are already are two rated. starred. And then exactly. like, cool. I've yeah. got my 20, well, 30 images. Star you choose, you right. know, like, but I would just always do more than one. So, you know, it wasn't an accident, especially like mm -hmm. for, for me, the Sony's, they, the lock button to lock all the buttons, it locks everything. Whereas Canon, like it only locks like certain things. Mm. So I can't lock it. Cause then I can't change my settings fast enough. Right. And so like, I'm always hitting random things with my hips. Yep. So 
also because that's just who I am. Yeah. Oh, me too. But. There's been so many times that I've it's it's because like mm-hmm. with with Fuji, you have the uh, the dials on the top. And if I don't lock those and then my hips Ooh. just like change the shutter yeah. speed or mm-hmm. ch- bump my ISO up, I'm like, oh, time. OK, yeah. this is We're different. Like, <laughs> I feel so hurt right now. <laughs> well, um, awesome. Yeah. That that is is so great. I, I loved all of that. And yeah, so we'll have all of that detailed uh, workflow and everything in the show notes, uh, along with uh, links to uh, to freedom and 17 hat 17 mm-hmm. hats and uh, all yeah. the other things that we talked about. Uh, I can um, send you guys a 17 hats code and I know you have one Sweet. for freedom. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that, yeah. but I will send you my referral link for 17 hats. And if anyone wants like, I don't mind sharing my timelines or at least like a little bit about how they're structured. If anyone wants to see them, they can reach out and I'll gladly send them. Sweet. Okay. So tell, tell them where they can reach out DM you or uh, how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, All the things they can reach out on my website. Um, It's madnessphotography.com, but it's madness with two D's because my name, it's like a play on my name. I get asked that a lot if they know I spelled things wrong. And I was like, mm, yes, um, it's intentional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was intentional. Um, or madness.photography on Instagram. Those are probably the best two places. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the shameless plug. Yeah, absolutely. I want, I want people to follow along and, and, uh, and see all the things and get to, to follow you and, and, and learn more stuff. Um, so, okay, before we wrap up, there's yes. part of the show that I like yeah. to do where we uh, talk about what we're loving this week. Um, yeah. Could be, you know, movie, book, TV show, whatever. Uh, could could just be, uh, a, you know, an interesting tree outside that you're loving. This was actually my hardest question because there's so many things that I'm loving this week. You can um, do multiple things. Yeah, <laughs> I usually just do one because, uh, yeah. you know, I have to come up with one for every episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah what what uh thing or things are you loving this week um so i have a women's group that meets at my house and we're reading this book called forgiving what you can't forget and i noticed that you know a lot of people they have like unforgiveness for other people that they need to work on but i realized i have like a lot of unforgiveness for myself i'm like i don't know if you ever like said something dumb to a client and at like 3 a.m you're like i can't believe i said that and you're still remembering it oh yeah or just like you know, things in my past, like I struggle with imposter syndrome. And I I think a lot of creatives do quite a bit. And I think that this book has really been a joy for me to come out of that and like to step out of that imposter syndrome. So I'm really, really loving that book and what it's doing to transform me. And if I can get past that, I can serve my clients even better because I'm not afraid that I'm not enough or anything like that. Nice. So I'm really loving that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Say the title of the book again. Forgiving what you can't forget. Forgiving what you can't forget. Okay. This is like, this is a conversation that my wife and I have been having recently. Cause like also in our, um, our, our church that we attend, we've been going through a series of, um, reconciliation and, um, and part of that was like (laughs) reconciling with yourself too and getting past, uh, like grudges and stuff that you've been holding yourself to, Uh, Mm -hmm. usually unknowingly of 
of like, you know, I can't believe I did this when I was 24. And then like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, this is, is something you don't need to hold yourself, uh, hold against yourself anymore. So, yeah. and, and I love that. Uh, cause we were talking about, um, how, you know, when we were growing up, it was always, you know, forgive and forget. And like, well, sometimes you can't forget, like yeah. it is difficult to forget. And sometimes you shouldn't forget, you know, yeah. if, if, uh, if someone regularly, uh, comes and punches you in the face, um, you know, no. you can forgive them for that. But next time they, you know, uh, start flinching or something around you, you're like, Oh, Hey, okay. <laughs> like I remember, sure. I remember what's, what's happened before. Um, so I, I love that. I think that's great. Well, it's by Lisa Turkhurst. I'll send you a picture of the cover. Cool. I think you know she, she's like a Proverbs 31, like ministry, like woman's ministry thing. So cool. even though like the book might be geared towards your wife, you know, I think like you both could have a lot to, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. Get from it. For sure. I'll send you text you a pic of it. Sweet. Cool. And I'll have a link to that uh where y'all can find that book in the show notes as well. Uh, so what about you? What's your one thing that you're um something that I'm loving this week? I just finished the well, I guess it's part one of season four of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um because now Netflix is doing this like just release half a season at a time. Yep. Um and I'm liking it. It's I didn't know how it was going to be with, you know, the pandemic and everything. And now the kids are in high school and, you know, they all look very different. But uh, but yeah, it was good. It was very super nostalgic. Um, nice. I'm sure Kate Bush is loving this because her song um, is just being played all over the place now. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's good. If you like awesome. nostalgia. Um, it's really great because I think it's like mid 80s at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Season four is a little bit darker. It's a little bit more on like the horror thriller side uh, going into the upside down, uh, probably because the kids are in high school now and they can do that. Uh, they're not yeah. 11 year olds. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed awesome. Stranger Things along with, you know, the millions of other people who watch it, um, which is. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good it's it's a good show. I like it. It's I'll awesome. probably rewatch again before uh, next month, whenever the second part of season four comes out. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm loving. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. sweet. Well, Maddie, thanks so much for coming back on the show and sharing your expertise and like a very detailed uh, look at your workflow, um, which I know that uh, that everyone is getting so much out of that because uh, that's just like, you know, I, I, I'm thinking back to me in like 2015, 2016, just a few years into business and mm-hmm. trying to figure out my workflow and mm-hmm. listening to a podcast like this and uh and getting that that free information from you of like this is what it looks like and like you're not a a budget photographer you're a luxury photographer where you know this is a luxury experience for mm-hmm. your couples uh, so it's definitely a, a great way to to up level uh, for everyone thanks for giving me a platform to share i'm really honored to be able to be back absolutely 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 124. This episode was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. And you can follow us on Instagram at lightdarkco. Maddie is at madness.photography. That is madness with two Ds. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show. I would love to leave. I'd love to leave you a review. And I would also love to read your review. <laughs> Until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.